Hey, you listened to episode one of the Same Shit, Different Hemisphere with your hosts, James Nikise and Seth Gabriel. It's a podcast from two guys on different sides of the world dealing with the same social issues. Each week we sit down and record a little conversation in what's going on in the world today or what's popped up in the media. And weirdly, uh, considering it's 2017, mm-hmm. this week we're going to be talking about gollywogs. Um, just enjoy our conversation. You know, you guys can listen in to what we're talking about. Um, Apologies for the ambient noise, <laughs> but we do these conversations uh, in cafes with coffee and kids and everything. Not our kids. Exactly. We really hope you enjoy it and um, yeah, enjoy the podcast. Catch you in a bit. saying you began by saying about the whole kind of like yeah your show I'm, I'm no more about kind of your show kind of focus on like Gollywood stuff as, as I said to Paul you know I, I guess for me I guess actually even for me same conversation I had yesterday with um, with Catherine mm. was I found that I found like although she's kind of like you know it'd be really good it'd be interesting for me to do a documentary style about about Gollywood's I was just saying to her that I think it's it's more relevant on this side of the world. Yeah. And less and less in England. Well less in, like yeah, less in England. And whether it's for whether it's whether it's the case of you know, on that side like on, our, on that side of the world, we've really had those conversations and digested it. Mm. Or also there's a case of, you know, because people don't want to offend, you know, maybe they even haven't even had the conversation, they just know don't talk about it, you know. Well, it's, it's weird because it becomes something else. So when I do a show on Gollywogs in the UK, it's, for me, it, it changes. And you, you've touched on that. So in the UK, it's going to be more about saying to them, uh, you've got all of this trauma going on right now, especially when it comes back to Brexit, there's this idea of the other. Mm. And it's sort of saying to the UK, because you know the whole thing of like, oh, these conversations are too hard. It's going, no, no, guys, you already had this conversation. No, exactly. <laughs> you had it about the gollywogs. Yeah. You know the stuff. You know the stuff is you've done you've done all the hard work. Mm. You've just you've just kind of you've left it in the corner. Yeah. What you gotta do is just bring it out, bring it out, and then remember, yeah. and then you'll know what to do. Because right now you're like, oh, what do we do? It's like, no, you've you've you did this conversation. Mm. I think that's the heartbreaking thing at the moment, is like uh, just a side note quickly on the Brexit thing is looking at the industries that are going to get hit the hardest yeah. it's uh, Wales uh, yeah. which of course I'm passionate about uh, <laughs> uh, the north of England it's all of the same industrial areas that were hit when Thatcher broke the unions so mm. it's the same thing happening it's like no guys you've done this Yeah, I feel that's the bigger conversation to have in England and that's what So So Gangster became when I took it over there was it went from being this thing on looking at how we perceive each other to actually yeah. sort of almost an anti-imperialism show mm. whereas in New Zealand as you've seen uh, in your short time here the conversation <laughs> yeah. is actually about growing up I'd say mm. to a degree because it's it's very strange to me it must be very surreal to you yeah. to know the Gollywog comes from the UK and America mm. it's, it's a strange love child of the two cultures Yeah, but they have had those conversations mm. and gone, right, 
gollywog bad yeah like even at even people who don't agree even people in the states and in the uk the general social acceptance yeah gollywog traumatic gollywog bag history definitely history happened yeah history should stay history mm -hmm. in new zealand much more well <laughs> what did happen over there yeah. and it wasn't us we can do our own thing mm. it's a very i think it's lazy yeah and I, I, I think New Zealand struggles with that because mm. we don't like being seen as lazy. Yeah. And we don't like being seen as regressive. No, yeah, and no, I hate it. I guess from, what I find interesting for me as well is like, it's, so even for myself, I'm trying to get used to, I'm trying to get used to admitting to things that I don't know. Mm. And also kind of, I'm trying to peel things back to even, you know, when you grow up and you get so used to, even kind of like blaming culture, which I think a lot of people have, you know, we're so used to kind of, you know, kind of, you see, I, I haven't personally kind of like, no, I don't, yeah, I guess it's kind of, the blame culture where, you know, you can't, you, people tend not to see things, people as individuals, because mm. it's easy to blame, you know, a whole race of people or a whole religion of people. And I think for a long time, you know, since like I'm 33 now, gone 34, and I think it took me a long time to kind of grow up mm. and peel back all that kind of like, almost like, teaching and brainwashing and relearning again and one thing which I'm trying to relearn for myself is the line of um, feeling offended actually generally feeling offended or or being taught to be offended and it's funny it's funny because kids like myself growing up with Gollywogs actually well, that's the thing actually I didn't grow up with Gollywogs mm. at all I grew up with my mum telling me about Gollywogs yeah, or right. knowing that Gollywogs are bad and you know it doesn't take it doesn't take much for a black person mm. to look at a Gollywog and just not feel, you know, it just feels bad to us. Mm. I mean, but, you know, I'm kind of on a journey, especially after meeting, especially after meeting you and mm. you're learning more about your show. Mm. And also, actually, for my first experience, actually meeting someone who, you know, I guess my perception is for someone who's owned a Gollywog mm. is that they're really horrible people and yeah, horrible yeah. racists. Mm. And it just kind of, it kind of blew my mind to meeting someone actually firsthand. And they were genuinely so sincerely sad mm. about, you know, their gullible being taken away from them. Yeah. And the fact of, and you knew that they felt, they didn't feel a way about it because they were talking to me mm. about this issue. So it wasn't even like, they didn't kind of, we didn't have like a side off, side conversation where she gave me like a weird look like, you know, I'm offending you. Mm. <laughs> She was kind of like, yeah, she's like looking at me as a black person, kind of like, why did they take my good work for me? And yeah. I'm kind of like... And it's, isn't it, isn't it a, a wonderfully strange narrative yeah. that's popped up where it is almost as though reparations versus people's childhood, like in yes. terms of yeah. addressing equality, they, we've somehow ended up in a pop culture narrative where uh, addressing racial trauma mm -hmm. is taking away someone's childhood. Yes. It's, and it's, and it, like, it actually has nothing to do, like I always end up in my show saying, hey, if you own one, you're not a racist. If mm. your grandmother owned one, you're not a, she's not a racist. Yeah. That's not the fundamental racist part of them. But, and then later in the show I go, but the doll's racist. Yeah. And you gotta understand that. You gotta understand the trauma it comes from. No, exactly. And even saying it to New Zealanders, they'll they'll do this thing where they'll go. They don't. Most of them don't even associate it 
like they associate with the children's books. Mm. But they'll go, oh, but was it a thing in America? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing. Go, go, guys, it was a thing in New Zealand. Like yeah. it was a racial slur in New Zealand. They're like, what do you mean? It's like, what do you mean? What do I mean? You never met Pacific Islanders before? Yeah. You think we didn't look at the doll with the dark skin, the big afro, massive lips, and go, oh, uncle. Like, yeah. We see, we can see ourselves in that, but more importantly, uh, other people could see us. In. Uh, I've, I've had it used on me in the 21st century as a slur. My dad had it used on him in the 60s and 70s as a slur. Okay, wait, as in, how do you mean? As in for yourself? Because obviously, I can imagine your dad's, your dad's age group would be more relevant, yeah. I guess. But yeah, it's no, all, so yeah, yeah like so. hipster racism. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I, I know, it's, it's weird. Like, and, like not, I, I have to say, from, I'm pretty sure my slur was not the one that was aimed against me was not as malicious yeah like it wasn't I'm saying this so we're gonna fight but it was yeah. meant as an insult okay like and it was very and I didn't misinterpret that like because I'm, I'm very patient so what did he say if you remember asking no no it's, um, I was on a football field uh, mm. and this guy kept on referring to me as, as the gollywog Mark the gollywog Oh, and I was like, turn around and went, what? man, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, with your gollywog here. And I actually had to take the ref aside and say, wow. hey, ref, okay. look, this is all Saturday, it's a Saturday afternoon league, man. <laughs> we're, we're adults. Yeah. But if that guy calls me a gollywog one more time, yeah. I'm putting his head in the ground. <laughs> I just need you to know that as the referee. I was real calm about yeah, it. Yeah. You know when you get so offended, you oh, just yeah, go yeah. ice cold? Yeah, exactly. I just like said, ref, I just need you to know. Yeah. I mean no ill to this man. <laughs> I will put his face into the... Uh, th those are my words. I will kill him. Like, I was, I'm, not, I'm not a violent man, and yeah. I'm, I work with words for a living. Yeah. Like, I turn, I've put down drunk hecklers in many a bad club. Yeah. But on a Saturday afternoon on that field, my only response I was capable of was, I will put that dude's face in the ground. Like, it was so... Yeah. That, and that was interesting, like what you're talking about, about yeah. offense and that. That was an interesting moment for me to mm. go, oh... I'm I'm capable of physical yeah. violence, and it's not a hard. It wasn't a hard thing. It was just recurring, constant. Yeah. Like you know, it's like six times in the game. And I was just like, man, that's over here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 That was in Lower Hut. What? Like, Lower Hut. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not my hometown. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> then I started to get really worked. I was like, you can come into my hometown. <laughs> Call me a gollywog on my home pitch. Awesome. <laughs> So, and hey, uh, I had I had massive um, curly hair at the time. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter. Well, no, no, not at all. But like even then, I was just I was just damn confused. Yeah. My dad's got the coarse hair. My yeah. dad's got the proper like Afro style. When you think of like Afro hair, yeah, my, yeah. my old man, I've got much more uh, Welsh curly wavy hair. Yeah. So I was very confused. And then I was and then I was annoyed. Mm. And then I was offended. Like, yeah. It's like yeah. every time he said it, it escalated. Of course, yeah. Just <laughs> built on. I think, yeah, I think often that's the way with New Zealand racism, right? yeah. is that it's, it's the two things that strike a chord, I've found, with myself and with friends from overseas, and I'm not sure how you find it, Yeah. but it's the lack of acknowledgement of trauma, mm -hmm. and with that, the repetition of the trauma, Yeah. Okay. because it begins to build. I think that's the danger with New Zealand and race relations. See, that's where yeah, it's weird, see, because for me, it's... It's, okay, I think what's, what's quite surreal for me is the fact of, I think even in London growing up, even if someone wanted to say that, I think part of racism 
kind of it's like it's more it's more subtle now. It's a lot more, it's, a lot, it's become more subtle now. And like I'll probably say it's more subtle within the last five years, five, ten years. Some people I don't think some people kind of would say, oh no, it's been longer it's been longer than that. But I think so a lot of people are just oblivious to, you know, just the subtleties of how people treat you or how they speak to you or how they look at you. And you know, and it's not about it's not about being paranoid, it's just that, you know, I'm a very observant person, you know. I'm very good at kind of, you know, analysing, very good at reading body language. And um yeah, and also like, even like routine and I think for me it's kind of like I think we have um, more an air of black was being seen more as intimidating. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's weird because it's kind right, of, right. yeah, you almost have the line of like, it's like black people either intimidating or like for myself, kind of like, which is the weirdest kind of like compliment is because you are like, no, I like can, well-spoken. I can or, relate to that. It's a thing with Maori and Pacific people yeah. here. Thing. It's a, yeah, and uh, actually my friend Ray Bong Khan, he's a, um, a New Zealand comedian, uh, Chinese descent, his parents came from China. Yeah. He, he tells a joke about like how every Chinese person across the planet has to thank Bruce Lee because <laughs> they weren't intimidating before and then people started looking sideways going, yeah. oh, he might be a... Like, and yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I'm like scrawny as anything yeah. compared to my cousins, but for some, it, it took me a while to realise that they were looking at me. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, Caucasian people, will look at me mm. and were seeing my staunch cousin. Yeah. My, to me, I'm the scrawny guy, but yeah. they were seeing this six foot two, mm-hmm. chin at a 45 degree angle, <laughs> water up kind of vibe. And it's, yeah, is it, and is that a, like, who, who's, for us, there's, there's uh, I guess, Timur Morrison, Jake the Mus, okay. once we're warriors, mm-hmm. archetype, the black singlet, the, shoulders kind of rolling forwards ready to get into a fight kind of uh, uh, aggression Chinese Bruce Lee like London like as a black man who, who would they see who would they I think you see big black man really <laughs> big black man yeah and I think also no, but pro- it's like a lot of people think they're programmed that's worst thing you know they're programmed to feel that way so yeah, you yeah, the papers yeah, yeah. Initially, like day in and day out, like every day I'd read the papers, or even watch the, listen to the news. Mm. And it's, just, it's the language that used to be used all the time. So if it was, if a crime was committed and it was a white person, mm. it would be male, male, blah, 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 did this crime. Mm. But whenever it was a black person, it was always black male. Right, right. And, and that's thing you kind of, you become, and also like in the papers, once again, mm. you'd read the papers and then whenever it was a, black person yeah you'd always make sure they show a photograph of the person yeah yeah that person this guy yeah but whenever it was you know just a crime or a burglary yeah they never really showed person like if it was a white person then they would never really show them right more increasingly they've improved this in the last five years they're more improving it but you can still watch tv and you can still kind of you can see the subtleties yeah. of you know even if it's a black person with a crime they will make sure they find the worst picture of that person. Yeah. You know, no matter if this guy is, you know, a church-going guy who's yeah. been accused but not proven to be guilty. Yeah, yeah, it's never his prom photo. Yeah, you know, it's never, it's never yeah. like his church photo, you know, Sunday at church, you know, yeah. with his family, with his mom, and no, no, it's the worst thing, you know, he's done, where, you know, he might have got drunk once and, you know, so, and it's that kind of stuff, I think, you know, people, I think people almost like, you know, it's like nightmares, isn't it? In their head, I think they build up, there's not one person, they don't see like Mike Tyson yeah. when they look at you, but you know, it's the the big scary black man yeah. who might be the drug dealer, or you know, 
the thief or the this or the that, you know. And only in sports it's different. A program in New Zealand, uh, which I actually saw in the UK on late night TV, uh, Police 107. It used to be called Crime Watch back when I was coming Oh, up. yes. I'm a Crime Watch. Yeah, and we, we had, like, the big joke was always, you know, it's like every suspect was Māori or Pacific Island. Like, yeah. And, like, even if they were, like, describing the details, like, you know, uh, this blonde haired man, like, you know, they showed video <laughs> clip, it's long mullets going yeah. on. And he's, like, you see the video, that's, when it came time to describe it, here's what police are looking for suspect is Maori or Pacific yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just became such a, a cliche we began to like play with it and subvert it but I, I, I mean I've been stopped and questioned by the police a few times here which I've, I have come to understand is less to do perhaps with my race as much as yeah. with my loner <laughs> like, okay. I'm quite I, I walk around by myself a lot that's yeah. very suspicious to me <laughs> we're a team sports country <laughs> but I, I remember once I, I, I tell the story on stage I was coming out of a cafe in Wellington called Midnight Expresso down yeah. on Cuba Street oh nice check it out yeah and, um, and you'll see it and it'll make the story even more funny and there's a petrol station just around the road on Vivian Street yeah and it had been robbed okay I'm coming out of there I've just finished uh, finished off a script I think uh, so I'm, but I'm dressed like in a, a blazer, yeah. waistcoat, got one of my scarves on. Yeah. Um, I got my laptop in my laptop bag. Yeah. The police stop me outside and make me stand there while they radio in my description and question me because it's just been robbed by a Maori or Pacific Islander. Okay. The, I, I don't notice until halfway through that the music's gone off in the cafe. Yeah. And the cafe guys who've known me, have seen this, turn it down. So they can hear everything oh, and they wow. start taking notes to okay. have my back. Yeah, oh good. So they radio in my description. Yeah. Give my height, you know, say I'm Maori, I correct him on Samoa. Trend, trendy guy. And um, <laughs> it comes back and says, no, he's too small. And I just like smile and they go, thanks. And they were deadpan too, thanks. Continue on this search. Of course, a crime's been committed, they've got to go. Take yeah, of course. The cafe guys crack up laughing, yeah. call me back in, sit me down, give me a free slice of cake and a coffee, and oh, we just good. have a big laugh about it. Yeah. But I'd still, like, it's, it's an amazing thing for me that the brain goes, well, this dude in a hoodie and jeans yeah. robbed a petrol station. Yeah. He's probably clever enough to run into a local cafe knowing that no one would notice if he changed clothes yeah. and came back out, fake laptop, all for a petrol station robbery. Uh, now, my experience of people who have committed robberies of petrol stations and whatnot is yeah. usually quite desperate. Usually, no, there's exactly. not much plan behind a petrol station or a dairy robbery. Mm. What's, what gets me, and what I'm quite impressed of, impressed mm. long term, but is, so I think for a lot of people in the UK, because like, no, I'm lucky enough that I don't get stopped. I've only grown up being stopped and searched a lot. But it's, the fact that the fact that you you had the fact that the people in the cafe, you know, I can imagine in the UK, yeah, the music would go down as well, but it would be more judging eyes watching you. Yeah, right. Which I think that which that in itself would escalate the situation because you know, if you're a, if you're a guy, you know, you kind of come out your business and all of a sudden you're getting pulled over by police and then the people who know you're behind you, you know, mm. and like a lot of Londoners, you know, they're quite nosy. Yeah, green. And you know they're not doing it for the right reason. Take notes. They're just turning music down, sticking so what's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think that in itself, you know, kind of can escalate things a lot. And the fact that you was able to be, you know, kind of invited back, mm. you know, and you kind of almost like they kind of help defuse the situation. Whilst for a lot of people in the UK, I don't think you know when they have been stopped, there's no defusing it. It's kind of it's been escalated. Please bugger off. And you kind of just left feeling. I'm like, 
you feel victimized. Yeah. And then the fact of, you know, depending on where you live in as well, you're very likely to get stopped again <laughs> several times. Yeah. Whether it's that week a month, do you mean? And then it's, I guess, it kind of go, it, the whole point kind of goes off to something else, but I just feel like this one thing which I think is interesting when it comes to when people betray um, black people as being angry. Mm. And it's, all, it's really easy to sit down and say, you know, like, you know, why are they so angry for what is this, what is that? Mm. But if you spend your life, like I said, going back to what I said before about racism and for myself, mm. you know, when you go, when you, when every day of your life, you're, you walk down the road as a normal person and you start realizing the routine of people who aren't black, mm. you know, they tend to always look down, mm. you know, you see your head, your head goes down when they acknowledge that you're there. And then after this, once it will pass you, it goes up again. It's like, there comes a point where it's like, when you notice enough, you do start kind of start feeling a bit, you know? You start mm. feeling a bit awkward, you start feeling like, is something wrong with you? Mm. You know, and as I said, it's those little subtle things, or, mm. you know, once again, I'm sure, you, I'm sure a lot of people get done here. When, when um, with Puppet Fiction, when we yeah. travel overseas, like, first time, I remember I had to sit uh, Anya down and just explain to her that she can't get angry on my behalf. Okay. It was only gonna because of course there's three of us. There's Anya, there's John, there's me. Yeah. Um, now John is a Caucasian guy. Yeah. Anya is Caucasian but looks mixed race. Yeah. Uh, well, she is mixed race, but she is mixed race of two Caucasian cultures. Yeah. Um, and I am a mixed race uh, between Samoan and Welsh, mm. but look <laughs> pan ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm used to getting stopped. Oh, yeah. And I'm in a rhythm now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know the routine. I smile. I'm charming. I'm very cooperative. Yeah. All right. I'm the most uh, docile person you'll ever meet. Yeah. A, a wide open stance. Mm-hmm. I know all the body <laughs> technique. Hey, I am not a threat. Yeah. I think Trevor Noah talks about learning how not to be shot by the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Such an important skill. <laughs> And so like, which we know is a joke, like, but also an in-joke of yeah. like, but actually you gotta, no, it's like no, when exactly. I perform to Pacific Island crowds or black audiences in the States or the UK, and I, it's a real treat for me because I can finally talk about the tension. Yes. And you just see yeah. them go, oh yeah, he's talking about the tension. I go, right, the tension. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. But here's the thing, I get stopped. Uh, we're going through exiting New Zealand, explosives check, mm. uh, and uh, just check your case. Yep, all good. Um, uh, get to another place, uh, explosives check, oh, Australia, explosives check. Yeah. Yep, it's cool, cool, cool. By the time we get over to London, I is furious. Social uh, yeah. justice, yeah, like, she starts and I'm like, whoa, back down, yeah. back down. You only got, this guy's just doing his job. He is just working the way he's been trained to work. Yeah. It's not on him. Yeah. Like, let him do his thing. It's inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> it is. A, it's inconvenient. It is mildly offensive. Yeah. But it's not. This is not the picket line. No. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, this is not where it starts. Yeah. Like, I'm not Rosa Parks. <laughs> like, I'm a puppeteer. Yeah. With a case full of puppet fiction gold. Like, it's yeah. cool. Let's pick your fight. Pick where you fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's become a thing. And did you find so. And was this always only you being pulled aside? Yeah, I mean, that's what began to wind him up. John, being uh, his wonderful self, um, yeah. dealt with it in the traditional artist manner. He went outside and had a cigarette. I uh, yeah. rolled one for me to go, <laughs> it's, oh, you know, I get, I get furious. And I go, yeah, but quietly in the corner. And that's cool, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, your vibe. Yeah. Conflict's not his thing. Anya, it built up, it built up. Mm. She saw it and it built and it built and she saw it. And then she was like, I've got to say something. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> This is not, it's not on you. 
And how do you think, for someone who's, for someone who's you've traveled, so you've traveled quite a bit, um, you know, so you know, you know, you know England, you know, um, see where else your family's from. Mm. Like, you look, how do you, if you have to compare her experiences on, you know, can you compare, like, you know, each side of the hemisphere, like, mm. how have you found, like, more, I guess, more kind of race related, kind of like, maybe not, maybe oppression sounds too strong. Like, you know, your experiences, like, you know, have you found a lot more kind of race issues on this side of the hemisphere? And 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 yeah. maybe actually maybe you know, how's it differed? Like have you have you have you felt maybe more subtle undertones in like you know kind of like in Europe compared to Australia potentially or New Zealand? Yeah, it's weird because with the history you know it's there in yeah. Europe. You know it's there, but it is like it's it's been, the fight's been going on for so long over yeah. there that it's it's got it's got clever. Yeah. No, exactly. So, uh, and occasionally, like, my mum, bless her, um, she's hanging out with uh, people in their senior years, and so she, she's like a spy. Yeah. So she gets stuff said to her, which is, like, outrageous stuff, and they don't realise, like, who her son or her family are. Yeah. So she's just like, uh, okay, she'll make a little note, she'll tell me about it. <laughs> You know, and it's real, and it's not, it, it's, yeah. it's not malicious stuff yeah. um, most of the time. Sometimes nowadays it's like, oh, these people coming over here, you know, that kind of, yeah. like, that same old story. Uh, in New Zealand, it's, it, it's much stranger because it's very, um, it's only just under the skin. Yes. It's, so it's seething a little bit. Yeah. And it um, only takes a little thing for it to come out, like maybe one drink too many or or the right uh, power quote from a politician. And yeah. It's like, boom, it's out there. And you go, whoa, okay. <laughs> it's like, there's no five in New Zealand racism. It's no. either like two to three <laughs> yeah. or like eight to nine. Like, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. So, okay, just as, I guess it's more of a personal question for me. Mm. Um, well, actually, I'm asking myself. Um, so as someone who is looking to move to New Zealand, and some actually who's visited for quite a few times now. Like, so this trip I've realized, I've seen a lot more brown faces. Mm. Like, I've seen a lot more kind of African people. I've yeah. seen a lot more, obviously, Africa's continents, like I say, and I've seen a lot more people who might be potentially Somalian, mm. um, Nigerian, Ghanaian. Um, I think I've seen a handful of, no, two Caribbean, <laughs> Caribbean people. Um, how do you, I don't know, have you, I don't know, like, I don't know how, I don't know how, if you really communicate with those kind of communities over here, and if you really heard, like, you know, potentially their experiences, like, do you find, do you know if, you might not know this, but I guess I'm interested to find out, you know, what's their experience like, kind of being, you know, being over here and actually kind of feeling it firsthand. Because for me, I think it's just one small thing, because I guess for me, um, when I first came and I watched TV, I was watching a show, a really cheesy show called Filthy Rich, I think it's called. Mm. Really bad, oh, yeah, yeah. really bad TV. And there's a part where one of the characters, white character, she's like, oh, you know, effing black bastards. And I was like, I, I was kind of like, whoa. Like, I don't see any black people in a TV show. Yeah. But in my head, I come so used to the socialist of black, usually referred to Caribbean or African. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess same with the whole Gollywood situation. Mm. When I see Gollywoods, I'm not thinking that, you know, the same way you said that that guy, mm. the guy on the football pitch, you know, I'm sure he clearly knows he's not Caribbean African, mm. but it's me thinking, oh, you know, our, our people who are like non-minorities, they just 
lump everyone together, yeah. as in, as in, you know, that's what a black person is, or but on top of it, you know, I'm just really interested to find out what's their experiences, because I guess when I come over here, if I come here to live, I want, I'm wondering if it's like, you know, how, yeah, I guess I'm trying to, trying to gauge, you know, what am I going to experience, because, you know, like I said, for me in the UK, it's just completely different. Like, yeah. People don't, I think, because a lot of black people are more seen, you're either seen as a threat or cool, or you're yeah. cool, you're a cool guy, but yeah. you are a threat. Like, don't yeah, get yeah. don't get angry. You're like the cigarette yeah. society. <laughs> you know I mean? so, Dangerous, but cool. Yeah. So you know, you don't get many people. Like I think people are almost at the point as well that they're smart enough that even if they get drunk, mm. they're not gonna act up. Like they might try to give you, you know, yeah, bro, yeah, bro. Mm. Clearly, no, you don't use it in that term towards me. But I'm kind of like, you know, they're smart enough not to engage or you know or they, they're trained enough to, to be mm. scared enough not to engage those conversations while yeah. it kind of seems like over here like you said you know after a few drinks I'm interested to find out well what happens next you know am I going to start experiencing <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know I, I mean? I'd don't. I'd almost put money down that you're going to experience it and yeah. it's going to be awkward as shit yeah like, it's be, yeah. just no like <laughs> and I apologise in, in, in advance on behalf of my country uh, we're not cool we yeah. want to be cool. We want to be hip. We think we are because we did some stuff back in the day. Yeah. But when, like, it's, I don't know if it's the isolation. I hope it's the isolation. I yeah. think I'm giving us a pass by saying it's the isolation. Okay, yeah. But there's some real deep-seated, it's, it's like a combination of uh, not so much a superiority complex. Yeah. Although like a moral superiority complex. Yeah, yeah. You call a country God's own, you're going to have those kind of issues. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, also in our relationship to the empires, United States, the UK, we kind of feel like we gave women the vote first, we signed a treaty, and we kind of play on that as part yeah. of our national identity, that fair play. That's what we always talk about in New Zealand, fair play. Yeah. So we talk heaps about like fair play is our vibe as a country, okay. but we don't act it and we don't walk it. Yeah. And we get uncomfortable when we get caught out of that. You know, you know when you're a kid or like a teenager, yeah. and you get told off, and you lash out, yeah, because you don't know how to deal with your emotions, and you feel embarrassed, and you feel angry that you're embarrassed, and you mm. feel sad, and you just lash out. Yeah, that's New Zealand on race relations in a nutshell, and that's the response. You see articles come up, you see conversations start always instantly. People just come back, bang, they attack the people talking. Yeah, they yell at the people talking. Um, they say very hurtful things then they go to other countries and use other countries I've had people tell me that Pacific Island domestic violence is not an issue because Africans do like child soldiers and famine I'm like what on earth are you talking about yeah no like, what how has this comparison come yeah, no. about <laughs> like I know how it's come about you've yeah. gone brown black <laughs> like what are you talking oh about man like and that's uh, and there's also the isolation, I think, is because there's no one to call them out. Yeah. So, you know, if you sit around espousing bullshit and yeah. no one calls you on your bullshit, I think after a while you begin to think that bullshit is correct. No, it's true. Very true, very true. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah I think even you saying that point, I guess it makes me also think that... I don't know, I guess it's kind of... Because once again, if I look at the UK, and I could be completely wrong, this is kind of me thinking, like, just to be thinking, it's like... If you, I feel like that kind of conversation, because especially regarding like black people, I think you know you have so many black people. Obviously, with the whole history of the UK, mm. um, especially with the UK and London, you know, mm. and the Commonwealth. You know, I feel like 
because you have almost like you have so many Caribbean people there, so many black people there to call, you know, mm. to basically call bullshit when they hear bullshit. Yeah, I'm interested. Like on so on this side of the world, do you think it's you know, is the I, I, I was it came wrong? Would you so do you say the Pacific community? Yeah, that's it. Is that, is that you say it? Yeah, well, I mean that's that's, that's one way of saying it. Um, what's what's the correct way of saying it? Or? No, no, it's a, I think that's I don't think there is a like just one way to say it. Yeah, uh, it's um, so I, when I refer to Pacific community, I'm referring to people of. Um, Heritage in the yeah. Pacific Islands. Now, technically, New Zealand is a Pacific Island. Yeah, no, exactly. When, yeah. It, when it wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but mainly when we're talking about Pacific nations, you know, uh, and there's a certain uh, cultural traits that run through yeah. all of them um, music, food, all that jazz. But with the Pacific people, and they're even then, the relationship Maori are Pacific people, yeah. they're an indigenous people of New Zealand. And even that gets treated as contentious. They're like, well, actually, everyone in New Zealand's an immigrant. Yeah, it's like, no. well, yeah, well, then, well, this is, this is true, but then everyone in Asia, everyone yeah. in Europe, like, if you're going to play that card, we yeah. all come from Africa, like, <laughs> yeah. dial, it, dial down your no, deep course. need to not engage with the imperialistic repression of people. Because mm. that's where, I think that's what's at the heart of it. Yeah. As New yeah. Zealand... I can only really speak for New Zealand culture because I've grown up in it. They really struggle with the concept of being a dick. It's the worst insult in our culture. Yeah, we've said it's, before. Yeah, it's being, and they hate it. And there's nothing more dickish than imperialistic colonization. Yeah. No. And we kind of, we're smart enough to understand it, mm. but we're not really at a point where we're comfortable engaging with it. Yeah, I understand. Especially when the rugby's on. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's actually, I think for me, the whole reason I love this, that whole idea, even around this podcast, and just, just recording our conversations, because I think that's what I'd like this to be a lot more of as well. Almost like kind of like giving people that, like, you know, just uh, an opportunity to actually hear these kind of conversations. And hopefully, you know. Let me, let me get a clear example of Pacific community. Go for I've it. been walking around the National Museum with the remnants of a Hawaiian burger <laughs> in my bag. I don't, this is a New Zealand Hawaiian burger, so I don't know what's... I think there's pineapple in it, and that's why it's a Hawaiian burger. I have this Hawaiian burger because my dad decided he wanted a Hawaiian burger, yeah. but couldn't deal with his own guilt of getting a Hawaiian burger, so he bought me a Hawaiian burger. I didn't ask for a Hawaiian burger. He just showed up with a Hawaiian burger saying, I bought you a Hawaiian burger. Do you want to ride anywhere? I'm going to the National Museum. Yeah. I'll take you there. Bring the Hawaiian burger. So now I've got a half-eaten Hawaiian burger because my dad's inability to deal with his own guilt of buying a Hawaiian Burger. And in many ways, that's New Zealand. And it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should like the title of them <laughs> on the podcast. Hawaiian guilt. Hawaiian guilt. <laughs> oh my god. We did a festival of indigenous cultures last year. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Indigenous Nations. Uh, I, I went as part of the New Zealand delegation as one of 20 Pacific artists. So in yeah. honor of the Pacific roots of New Zealand, yeah. uh, 20 of the artists going there uh, of Pacific mm-hmm. um, heritage uh, from New Zealand delegation. So there's uh, 29 countries, I think. Okay. It was in Guam, or yeah. Guahan as they call it. And uh, we did a count, and 27 of those countries mm-hmm. that were involved there are colonies. Oh, wow. 27, uh, you know, they have sovereignty to someone else. Yeah. And it was, this was hammered home by the fact that before 
had a, uh, a host nation, Wahan, they did the national anthem. Yeah. And before they even got a chance to sing it, which yeah. they did uh, without microphones, oh, blasting wow. through the speakers came the American national anthem that we ought to um, stand up for. And flying above all the other Pacific nations was the United States of America flag. And it just hammered home. <sighs> like, okay, it's 20, and this is last year, so it's 2016. Yeah. And this is where we're at. And I, I think that's, that's hard for people to comprehend. No, definitely. I think some people I think some people are still oblivious to it. Though, I think I think a lot of people a lot of people don't know properly. They just I guess the ignorance world is better for them, isn't it? No, yeah, and I think that I think that's really correct. They don't want to know. Yeah. But they also would prefer it if you didn't call them out on oh. the fact that they don't want to know. Oh, of course, yeah, no, of course. Because uh, they're comfortable, and mm. you're making them uncomfortable by saying, "But you don't want to know," and all you're asking for is the truth. Yeah, no, just, I just agree. say to me, just say to me that you don't care. Yeah. So no, I do care. No, <laughs> no, you don't care. And that's all I want you to say. If yeah. you care, you care, but you don't care. Yes. I just want you to say the words, I don't care. But you know, if you say, I don't care, yeah. you're a dick. Yeah. You don't want to be a dick. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's so relevant on so many different topics and levels. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, it's funny. So yeah, you sent me this link yesterday. Um, from article from yeah from stuff called NZ, which I'm actually getting used to because <laughs> I guess everything to me is .com or code UK, so it's interesting. Like I realize that like, stuff really like, stuff in the UK, so as a website, is not a big thing in the UK. But I realize like most of your news, not no, I shouldn't say most of your news, but a lot of, like a lot of articles people share. Yeah, from New Zealand, a lot of, a lot of the main stuff. news is um, is uh, stuff.co.nz, which is all the Fairfax stuff. Yeah. Or it's uh, the New Zealand Herald online. Cool. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's really interesting what pops up this article here. Yeah. It really sums up what we've been talking about, which is it's a Salvation Army secondhand store. Which I think, do you guys have Salvos in the UK? Or yeah, yeah, we do actually. We do. More, yeah, I always think of the Oxfam for some reason when I think of the Ox shops in the UK. Yeah, we still got. It's funny because yeah, that's one thing getting introduced as well. Like op shops are just kind of, I guess, for us we call almost everything is a charity shop. Yeah, charity shop. Because right, it right. is like it's all they're always associated with charities. And in some ways that that makes this kind of worse because that's what this is. It's a charity shop. Oh. Uh, and it's, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's got into trouble because it had uh, two books uh, in the front. Uh, one was uh, from what I can see of the cover. It doesn't have the title there, but it looks like Enid license three little gollywogs uh, and then the other one uh, which is really interesting because they haven't put the book uh, full title in there but they've written it is uh, called by Nora Case I'm building into it eh? I'm giving it too much attention yeah. it's 10 little nigger boys yeah. by Nora Case uh, from 1951 um, not to be confused with Agatha Christie's 10 little niggers which was a murder mystery and actually her best selling novel uh, that's, that's a lie, right? That's true. No, that's true. Uh, they renamed it Ten Little Indian Boys, and then they finally renamed it something which I cannot remember. Right. Interesting. I had never even heard of it, and that sounds even Yeah, worse. they had it as a musical in the UK for a while there. Oh, uh, interesting time. Yeah, OK. Um, I'm sure Peter Sellers played everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, this article sort of sums up. So they're kind of trouble. Um, from their point of view, they were just putting second hand. So the person hasn't thought really about the quotations. It's from a city called Hamilton, okay, uh, okay. which is where I was born. Oh, right. Um, right. It is in uh, the centre, uh, north centre of uh, New Zealand's North Island. Okay. Um, it's a university town, yeah. uh, which I think is worth mentioning. Uh, it's also surrounded by a lot of dairy industry, yeah. uh, agriculture. Um, so these, it's, it's not a small town. Yeah, it's one of the biggest cities of New Zealand. Charity shop, uh, and so the article reporting on it has taken a very interesting stance, using a lot of interesting um, images, uh, and it's sort of saying these people have done this offensive thing, but it's only offensive to some people. Okay. Um, and it's interesting that it has relevance of being offensive in New Zealand. Uh, I don't know if that was the author's intent, yeah. but that is how they have written it. So it seems like they've interviewed the Salvation Army people um, and they've come away from it uh, with, with a very interesting view. And then there's a photo here of uh, 1981 in Taranaki uh, with a girl holding a really large gollywog. It's pretty big, it's not as big as her. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I hope she's uh, agreed for that photo to be published. Uh. That's actually a good point, actually. But, so, but it's, it's the classic, here's the line, here's the quote that sums it all up. If it has caused offence, we obviously wholeheartedly apologise. And that's, <laughs> I think, the kicker. Yeah. If. If, exactly. If, if it's fine with you, then it's, then it's cool with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if you're cool with it, then we're cool with it, obviously. Because uh, we we're not dicks. That, that safe middle ground. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Just having our drinks. Thank you very much. We're recording in Tapapa, and this lovely lady's brought us some caffeine beverages. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hello. We're in Wellington, so both of them have soy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, Tapapa is uh, for international listeners or New Zealanders who aren't interested in today. Uh, it translates to our place. And, uh, the whole spirit of the building is that it was a national museum for everybody uh, from oh, nice. all, all different backgrounds floor that we're on at the moment uh, is actually uh, a celebration of the multiculturalism of New Zealand. So it's not the worst place in the world to record this kind of podcast. Uh, it's the best place visually because it's just beautiful. <laughs> uh, but oh, I was actually going to say... But back to Hamilton. Exactly. <laughs> and not the good Hamilton. No, exactly. Although actually, just a tiny side note. Yeah. So once again for myself, 33 going to 34. Mm. Now... I've actually I've probably seen a girl work as an actually like, physically mm. twice in my life. Yeah, right. Physically once again. So once was at a friend's house. Yeah. <laughs> when I was which is very very concerning. So um I remember I was finished um I was in secondary school. I think we must just just finish school, thought you know, go to go over to my friend's house, play the computer, to like five or six of us. I was the only black guy. Yeah. Like one black guy Two Caucasian, um, two other Asian. Sounds like a weird describing it like this. <laughs> but anyway, I um, yeah, went off to a friend's house and went in, went into the kitchen, chatting normally, and all of a sudden I turned around and well, no word of lie, there was yeah. a gollywog pinned to the <laughs> kitchen wall. Oh no! And that itself was even more concerning. Because <laughs> it, it was literally like pinned to the wall. And you know, it's like you, and you, know you kind of don't know what. Like you kind of don't know what to say. Oh yeah, so good. You kind of don't know like, what to think or feel, especially because you're the only black guy there. Yeah. And you're like, wow, like, 
could it could it get any worse? Maybe there's like a little a mini noose and it made it worse, worse. But I was like, wow. But anyway, but growing up now, um, two years ago, first time being in New Zealand. And I was I didn't once again, the same way you said before the story about the guy calling you Gollywood and you know, just just the the confusion, the anger, just I had the same thing, just walking down um Courtney Place. And it's looking to like a op shop, I think it's op shop. Yeah. And the same. They had to like sort of colour work sitting down there like really nonchalant, just sitting there next to you know, mm. some plates. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kinda like, like What's what? happening? What's happening? Yeah, right now? like yeah. seriously, like it's, it's one of those moments <laughs> where you know, I guess I forgot I wasn't in London. I'm kind of like, why isn't everyone screaming? I wasn't like, yeah. why is the windows not broken? <laughs> like what's going on? Yeah. And it just was just surreal for me. It's not this, this place isn't on fire. I don't understand yeah, yeah. what's happening. What's, what's going on? Like, where's all my like, brothers? Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and he realized, oh yeah, I'm not in London. And then after that, then it reminded me of your show. And so I just looking at this article now, kind of just reminds me of the same thing of like, you know, exactly the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really interesting. I think it's a really interesting snapshot of New Zealand's attitude towards yeah. isolation. You know, uh, they interviewed Salvation Army people who sound like the loveliest, sweetest people, yeah. and they're going at no stage did we think it was going to cause offence. And like, like you say, it's 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 very different mindset. I don't think it excuses it though. I no, don't think I don't think you can have it both ways. I don't think you can live in an age of globalization, mm-hmm. in an age of the internet where we are sharing, where Definitely. our generation knows more collectively, yeah. and we're capable of finding out more things than any other generation, and still, like, have sentences like, "We didn't realize that putting gollywogs on sale was going to offend anyone. We <laughs> were just, but these people who offended." Why do they hate our childhood? It's like, dude, I don't know your childhood. Yeah. In fact, to be honest, if you're Caucasian and you grew up in New Zealand, I'd probably be interested in swapping childhoods if that's yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, Jeez. And it's, you know, I, I find the article, um, uh, I find the article is, uh, it's interesting because they go and ask uh, an academic uh, about things like the N word. Yeah. Um, and it was like, uh, what's this? Uh, Nigger is incredibly offensive. Some people still won't say it today. It's like, no, all people shouldn't say yeah, it today. No, exactly. Like, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> saying it to a podcast. <laughs> right. it's, no one should say it. Yeah. I can see why it upsets people and why some wouldn't want it to be shown. Like, it's. <laughs> Here's the bit that kills me as a Pacific Islander. It's incredibly offensive, especially to African Americans and people with dark skin. It's like you live in New Zealand. Yeah. There are plenty of people. It's, the Maori people have dark skin. Yeah, exactly. And you probably only know Maori people with light skin, but they still come from dark skin. Yeah. Same Pacific Islanders. And also, there was like uh, the M word goes hand in hand, I think, with pop culture globalization. Yeah. So it's it's again, God, the world's been used as a racial slur against me, against my dad. But also, it, it's made me interested in Pacific slavery, which yeah. I think we've talked about. We yeah, need yeah. another podcast to talk about. Yeah, no, we time. But, you know, for New Zealanders to be that ignorant, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But I'll take it from a small town. Yeah. <laughs> if, this was in, if this was in a small town, mm-hmm. like somewhere in New Zealand, yeah. like a real pioneer style, yeah. I'd be like, yep, yeah, you know what? Cool. 
Yeah. Like it's electricity just got here. It's cool. And yeah. that's me being a little bit elitist and saying that they're simple. Mm-hmm. But in a way they are because they they've chosen that lifestyle. Yeah. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Um, but a big city, charity shop, yeah. a city whose tagline is the city of the future. <laughs> Wow. Like, you can't be selling gollywogs in your charity shop window and still call yourself the city of the future. I guess it depends what kind of future they want to. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> hey, guys, got idea. It's got slavery. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's big. Like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we want to get to a future where race doesn't matter. What's your plan for that? We're just going to forget it ever happened. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the future, guys. <laughs> in the future, race won't be an issue because everyone will have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how you get resolution. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. It's the sad thing is, you can't even see like like delving deep into like just so much of this. It's like oh gosh. <laughs> but what's what's for me once again? What's interesting for me is it's also the assum- assumption, and part of the reason why I want to do these kind of podcasts. It's you. I guess there's some people in this world who just don't know. They don't. I, I, I guess it's it's the only way to be positive is to think sometimes some people don't know so this is this is an opportunity to teach you know and kind of you know if this is podcast and you are completely oblivious to racism yeah you know and what you know what people of maybe dark skin than yourself kind of go through an experience you know just opportunity to subscribe <laughs> and learn you know and you know engage like engage with us engage other people you know Find a brand friend, you know, ask him, ask her, and no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of, yeah, this is interesting, I think, yeah. I have a, I have a friend uh, from the States who does a, he has a website called Ask a Black Man. Uh, That's what I want to do myself before. And yeah. he, he's, it's in New Zealand, and it's in Wellington. Really? Um, yeah, he's, he's in, back home in the States at the moment, but when yeah. he's back, I'll get him on here. Yes, definitely, um, please. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I literally thought exactly the same thing, like a safe zone for kind of like non-black people just to ask, you know, those, those awkward questions that, you know, maybe their parents should have told them. Yeah, well, and me and him became mates in the same thing. We were yes. sitting down in a bar. We were, we were the two ethnic specialists yeah. on the TV program. Looked at each other and we the nod. Yeah, ethnic, we gave the nod. We gave the ethnic nod, like... Yeah, I got you, you I got, got, yeah, I got exactly. you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to him and he was just like, oh yeah, yeah, they don't know. Mm. They don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I think it was when he saw like a whole bunch of people in blackface as MC Hammer. He was like, "Okay, we gotta educate these Whoa, people. Okay. We gotta educate these people. <laughs> They're gonna get themselves killed." Yeah. That's what I always frame my shows as. I'm not trying to tell people off. I'm trying yeah. to save lives. Because if you leave New Zealand with these attitudes, yeah. you're gonna get killed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess in the UK it's very different. And if I'm moving over here, we yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm not looking forward to that moment. You know where. You know, I'm put in that position where all of a sudden I'm kind of like, wow, blackface. See, the worst thing is it will it'll be someone you don't expect. You'll be at a real safe place. You'll be at like a house party, yeah. a whole bunch of liberal-minded friends. Yeah. And someone will just come out of left field. <laughs> and you'll be like, what? What's happening? See, I get, it's funny, like, I get, it's just, actually, no, it's interesting. When I think about kind of, we'll kind of, we'll kind of fade out soon. But I mean, it's quite interesting when I think about, I get more, now as old age, I get more positive racism. <laughs> so I get, like, I get like kind of like I had a friend of mine we, he, I'm not going to say his name could be embarrassed to even hear this but um, yeah it was like I was in Germany with a French guy 
had a few a few too many drinks and all of a sudden he's like oh yeah you you black guys you know you're so trendy in your suits you know you guys look so good and I was like I know you're I know you're trying to compliment me but I guess a bit awkward and then it's kind of like you know you guys you dance so well you do you do so and I was like like thank you but you put a lot of like a lot of pressure on my race like what do you mean yeah, like yeah. Thank God I can dance because if I couldn't dance, if I were oh. insecure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I learned. I learned to dance actually to back up the racial stereotype. <laughs> I was so concerned that I couldn't dance. Well, I better. I better put some time yeah, into this. Some and quietly, <laughs> quietly rehearse. <laughs> Make sure I'm dancing on the beat and the offbeat. I know which one's which. <laughs> Can't let my race down. Exactly. The sad thing is, unfortunately, my brother. He. That's like he is. And he said he thinks he can't dance. Mm. He, he. I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't show me. He's like. And he said, I think he's got a lot of pressure against him for that he can't dance. Yeah. And I think for him it's quite awkward. Like, actually, when he, even when he tries to dance, and he's told me this, it's not even experience. Yeah. So he has this thing of he gets too much pressure to move because he kind of feels like ever starts thinking he's like breaking out and like body popping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, no. Oh, some, so his dance is awkward, and they're like, oh, it's a new thing. Here he comes, here he goes. <laughs> here comes the drop. <laughs> and he's like, nah, I'll just stop. <laughs> ah. One day he's going to pull out the draft. Exactly. One day. He's just building up for the right <laughs> time. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you like what you heard, feel free to hit us up uh, at Seth Gravel or at James Nakise, both on Twitter and find us on Facebook otherwise as well. Uh, and if you'd like to be part of the discussion, make sure you reach out. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed episode one. Like I said, if you didn't like the conversation, well, get involved, you know. Don't com- just complain to yourselves, guys. Just talk to us, you know. We're two human beings. We're two human beings from two different sides of the world. So if he's sleeping, I'm awake, okay? If I'm sleeping, he's awake. So we're here to listen to you guys. And if you're a TV producer, that is totally the pitch for our <laughs> sitcom that we'll be bringing to you from 1996. The two guys. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Um, looking forward to hearing, listen to our next episode where we go to... Ah, wait till next week. Catch you in a bit, guys. See you. Peace. Peace.